Boy, I got to figure out this stuff a lot sooner. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? It is Denver Sports tonight. And I am Cecil Lammy, and I am charged up, energized over what Sean Payton had to say, calling out Nathaniel Hackett. Why are we afraid of hurting people's feelings? Like, seriously. In today's world, why has that become such a faux pas of like, oh my God, Sean Payton said mean things. He said things that were just so nasty. He just told you the truth. What is the old line from A Few Good Men? You can't handle the truth? Like, yeah, that's what he said. All he did was tell you the truth. It wasn't personal, although I can understand how some people might have seen it as being personal. Sean Payton didn't go out of his way to make fun of his stupid goatee, allegedly. (laughs) KJ, please alert me because I myself am not supposed to be mean on the airwaves. I've been coached about that. Don't be mean on the airwaves, Cecil. So, you know, okay, I know maybe... Nathaniel Hackett's choice of facial hair or choice of not pushing away from the dinner table. Maybe some people would take objections to that, but it's not like Sean Payton was out there making fun of him because he's tubby and has a stupid goatee. Okay. Like, can we just tell the truth? Can we just be honest? I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. I think there's nothing wrong with what Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett, about George Payton, about the people around Russell Wilson and all the dirty hands. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that because it happened and it was true. If Sean Payton was, you know, making things up or had some exaggeration, some hyperbole in his statements, then I could see people, you know, get a little bit bent out of shape. I could see people saying that's not exactly the way it happened. No, he said it like it is. And there's nothing wrong with telling it like it is, I think. I I don't know if it's just today's day and age or people being too sensitive, but like we got to stop. This is football and you can't get all in your feelings in football. Football, as I've often said, is about overweight men and windbreakers like Nathaniel Hackett yelling at you. Okay. If you can't know how to take a chewing and I'm not talking about verbal abuse, but if you don't know how to take a chewing, then I'm sorry, this game isn't for you. Okay. You're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to have thick skin. You're going to have to toughen up, Pollyanna, whatever you want to say. Like, you've got to be tougher. So people coming out being like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. Is it unusual for a head coach to call out another head coach in such a manner as Sean Payton did with Nathaniel Hackett? Yes, it is unusual. Is it unwarranted? No, not at all whatsoever. Not at all. Because Nathaniel Hackett did that. Had he not done that or had things been differently, one, we would tell you. We'd have the sniff meter up. We would know better because we were here. All of us in the media were here. Now, some of us choose to spin things in a different way. I don't want to be mean about that. Again, everyone's all sensitive about everything. I'm like, enough, enough, buddy. Can we just talk about it? I think it's dumb when people who aren't here in this media that write about stuff that's going on here when you're not here, you're hearing rumors and rumbling secondhand things. When you show up as a national media member, as Jarrett Bell did, I respect the hell out of Jarrett Bell for multiple reasons for years and years and years. There's nothing, nothing crosswise I'm going to say about Jarrett Bell. But when you come here and you get that information from that coach, you run with that information. And again, 
This is a person that in Jarrett Bell that comes to the Mile High City that does the work, that has the reputation, that has the work ethic, that has the background. But I'm not going to pull any punches when it comes to local blogger types. And I'm not even talking about local bloggers. It's guys that live in Virginia that are talking about this team. Like, okay, are you here? Did you witness? Did you go through? Because I'm seeing the outrage. Every single day, people wake up and go, what am I outraged about today that I had no idea about yesterday? We're seeing people actually defend Nathaniel Hackett. We're seeing people actually point the finger at Sean Payton and be like, he did a bad thing, or they're scolding, they're wagging, not even pointing, wagging their finger at Sean Payton. Like, how dare you do that, Sean Payton? To that, I say, poppycock, get it out of here. I don't want any of that stuff. I don't want people to be that sensitive and that lame to be like uh, Sean Payton can't have an opinion on what he's taken over. He took over this thing. He's seen this thing. It wasn't even here last year, but he's heard the stories. He's seen the impact. He's watched the film. And other than a couple of games with Jerry Rossberg as the head coach, the Denver Broncos were absolutely an abomination, embarrassment, terrible. And what is it, quarterback, whatever, something on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> I thought people were getting away from Twitter, right? Wasn't that funny? Wasn't that the outrage uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? I'm going to get on threads. Yeah, I'm on Mastodon and Parler and Reddit and whatever. <laughs> I'm not on any of that crap. I'm barely on Twitter, okay? People always get outraged about stuff. Oh, it's Elon, it's so terrible. It was terrible before Elon Musk bought Twitter. As Sandy would always say, Twitter is the realm of the lowest common denominator. Like, seriously. Sean Bay, because the one uh, quarterback, whatever, you may know what it is, KJ. Somebody on Twitter, like, tweeted out about, you know, being an embarrassment to your team. And it was the video of Sean Payton ripping a bong. Uh, Okay. Uh, Was that an embarrassment or does that just make him cool? Right? Uh, there's a lot of people, and I would say a majority of people in Colorado would be like, oh, what, Sean Payton ripped a bong? Oh, he's human. That means he's a real person. Okay, and I understand some people may not be as high on that, and, well, yes, pun intended, but, hey, you know, if it's legal in Colorado, people here aren't really going to be offended by that. Whoever you were on Twitter, that quarterback collective, I think it was, that tweeted out the video and, oh, Sean Payton, oh, talking about embarrassing your team, nah. or talk about just most fans would look at you and be like, oh, you're human. Okay, thanks. Next, Nathaniel Hackett was an embarrassment to this team. Nathaniel Hackett did run the Broncos absolutely into the ground. Now, there were others along the way, and yes, George Payton is one of those others. George Payton's the guy that hired him. I don't think any of us should get bent out of shape or sensitive or, you know, cover my ears. Sean Payton said a bad word. Listen, hey, George, why did you hire that guy? There are so many other qualified candidates. Dare I say Brian Dayball, right? And there's others. I could go down the list of others. A Thomas Brown, a Deuce Staley. Like there's, hey, Eric Bieniemy, there's tons of other coaches that you could have made an option for the Denver Broncos that would have been better. And I guarantee you that every single one of those men that I've talked about would be better. And some of them aren't even head coaches yet. Obviously, EB, but Thomas Brown isn't a head coach either, but he's going to be pretty soon. Deuce Staley's going to be. 
pretty soon, or should be at least. Can't give those guys a chance. I wonder why. wonder why Nathaniel Hackett got that chance. Oh, because you thought you'd get Aaron Rodgers. That's the only reason why. The only reason why Nathaniel Hackett gets that job is because you think you're getting Aaron Rodgers. And then Rodgers, the Packers pull out two years ago. Rodgers pulls out last year. And you have Hackett, and he loves Star Wars and is weird about Sierra. Okay? Don't be, don't be a fanboy over some guy's wife. All right? It was always weird. It was always weird for Nathaniel Hackett to be like, how's Sierra? I love Russ. I love Sierra. I love them both. Like, stop being a fanboy. Be a damn coach. And that's what Sean Payton showed up in this town, and he's being the damn coach. Enough of this sensitive stuff. Enough of this, oh, it can't hurt his feelings. He can't say that. Well, he did. What are you going to do now? Now he's got to go out and win. But you know who the pressure's on? It's on him. What Sean Payton did was take a big old megaphone, right? He took a big old megaphone, and he announced to the world that his Denver Broncos had better be going to the playoffs or he's pissed off. That pressure is now on him. That pressure is always there on the players. It's called not for long for a reason. And do I need to bring up the players that were on this roster that don't have jobs? Do I need to go down that road? I don't want to because some of those players are my friends. But do I have to? Or can we just say that this is a tough damn business? These players are always under pressure. And your coach now alleviated some of that pressure by saying, hey, it's on me. I'm the guy. The buck stops with me. Whatever happened last year, terrible. We're doing the opposite of that. How is that a bad thing? How is that a bad thing to come in and say, hey, that crap, we're going to clean that up. And that's a bad thing? Oh, you can't say that. Oh, don't say that. Oh, you might hurt his feeling. Oh, he called out the coach. Yeah, because Nathaniel Hackett was a joke. Nathaniel Hackett was an absolute embarrassment to this proud franchise. Damn it, I love the Broncos. And I know some of you are already texting me in on the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Well, you're not a Broncos fan, Cecil. Yes, you're correct. I'm not a fan of any team now because I covered the entire league. You can't be a fan and do this job and be an analyst correctly. You also can't do a fan and then hope that some team hires you as a consultant before the draft. But I digress. When I say this stuff and I talk about loving this team, It's a love of my family that is made up of nothing but Broncos fans. It's a family that is full of Broncos fans. Whether it's my grandma, dear Grandma Mildred, God rest her soul. Whether it's my sister Carrie who bawled her eyes out during the drive. No matter what it is, it's the love that I have for this fan base and the hatred that I've developed for the results that have happened over the last seven years with this team. This is not who the Denver Broncos are. If you grew up in Colorado or have been here long enough, you know this is not who the Broncos are supposed to be. They're not supposed to be that embarrassment. They're not supposed to be that afterthought. They're not supposed to be the team that nobody wants to see on national TV. They're not supposed to be any of that. This is wrong. This has all been very wrong with the Denver Broncos for years and years and years, and Sean Payton is here to correct that right now. He is here to stop that downslide. The downslide has gone to the garbage realm, the trash compactor. If we're in the Death Star, the Broncos are in the trash compactor of the National Football League. Sean Payton's here to climb it out. He's here to get him out. He's here to make things right. So when he says the truth, 
Nathaniel Hackett was bad last year. Russell Wilson, there's a bunch of people that were involved in those decisions that weren't good for this team. When he says the truth, that should not offend anyone. When he says the truth, that should not bother anyone. Is it unusual? Yes. Is it a little bit shocking? Yes. There's nothing wrong with those things, being unusual or shocking. Because what would you want Sean Payton to do? Now, I understand some people would say, I want him to be more regal. Dare I say the term presidential, but I know that term hasn't meant something in many, many years for people. But that's, you know, essentially you want your head coach to be presidential. Again, that term doesn't mean what it used to, unfortunately. But like, and and presidential for your quarterbacks. I've often said that about young quarterbacks. You want them to be very good at the podium, very, you know, uh, you know, smart about what they say and how they say it. So could you ask? Sean Payton, hey, you know, you, you could have been more diplomatic. If I can't say presidential, can I say diplomatic? Do you understand what I mean when I say that? I hope so. So there, he needs to be more diplomatic, right? That's what Sean Payton does. Why? Why? What's he owe Nathaniel Hackett? Nothing. Who is Nathaniel Hackett? Some OC that rides the coattails on his dad's name and on Aaron Rodgers? Is that who he is? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me, who is Nathaniel Hackett that he needs these kid gloves? Like, oh, man, you make it seem like Sean Payton was going after Bill Belichick. Man, how could he say that about one of the greats? No. If it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. Okay? Nathaniel Hackett, nicest guy ever. He loves Star Wars, right? He's a dancer. He sounds like Will Ferrell. Like, all the fun stuff with Nathaniel Hackett quickly went by the wayside when we saw that he couldn't be a head coach in this league. He will be never again, ever again, a head coach in this league. At least I hope that's the case. Like, he just doesn't get it. So why does Sean Payton owe that to him to be more cordial? Is it a little gruff? Is it a little rough? Yes, I'm saying all these things. As I'm yelling, I don't know what we're yelling about. I do know what we're yelling about. I know what we're yelling about. It's Nathaniel Hackett. It's Sean Payton's treatment of a coach that wasn't good enough, of a time in Denver Broncos history that was absolute trash and garbage for a team that is proud, for a fan base that is proud, for fans now who are wearing Nuggets gear. You saw that? You see that kicking around in the media? Like, again, I might have different opinions on whether or not media members should wear team apparel, but I get it. But look at that. Look at guys kicking around the Mile High City right now. You go to the gas station. You go to Safeway or King Supers or grocery store or wherever you shop, and you're seeing Nuggets gear. You might see some Avs gear. You're not really seeing the Broncos gear that you're used to. So why is it now offensive, other than people are sensitive and everyone gets offended by everything now, which is terrible, by the way. We should never be like this. We should never, ever be like this. But other than that, why is it that Sean Payton's words hurt so much or sting so much to a guy that couldn't do his job? We've all had bad coworkers. We've all had people that we can't believe the boss is hired. We can't believe the bosses keep employed. We've all had these people, and no matter your jobs, whether when I worked at the gas station or when I worked construction, when I worked landscaping, hell, I was probably the guy when I worked construction building barns Shout out D&D Construction. Um, but, like, I was probably the guy they made fun of. Like, oh, there's Baby Hammer. He can't do anything. Like, he can go around and pick up the nails or whatever. Like, 
I did the grunt work because I wasn't very good at my job. So when people probably made fun of me, yeah, fine. If I didn't want that, I'd be better. That's what football is about. I don't get this sensitive tip. I don't get this, you can't do that. I understand more regal, more diplomatic, more presidential. I get those things, but I also understand reality. And what would you rather have Sean Payton have when Jarrett Bell, who I have all the world's respect for, he sits down with Sean Payton, and you know the standard coach speak. We're all very trained now as sports fans. We understand coach speak. We understand we're going to get coach speak no matter what. So, you know, coach, what was it about last year? What was it about Nathaniel Hackett? What was it about Russell Wilson? Well, you know, that was last year and really, really focused on this year, and we're focused on moving forward. Do you really want that answer? Now, you could get that answer, and maybe that is more diplomatic. Maybe that is more cordial. Or you could get the truth. And I know, for me, I'm sick of the lies. I'm sick of the lies and misinformation. I'm sick of the spin. Do you know how much spin makes me sick to my stomach? Because instead of watching and analyzing football, we've had people in the Denver media that just choose the pom-pom method. Do you know what the pom-pom method is? Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. Nathaniel Hackett's great. This is perfect. Now, am I an excitable person? You bet your ass. Why? I love football. I love football. I love studying this game. I will never know everything about this game, and that drives me up a wall, but it also drives me to want to learn more. That's the beauty of football. The beauty of football is analyzing, understanding the tendencies, understanding the play structure, understanding coaches, understanding players, understanding everything about this beautiful game. That's why I love it. But what's happened now in the media, in sports media, and I'll leave the other media alone, is that it just becomes tribal. Like, I, these are my guys. I'm, I cover the Broncos, so I'm going to be nothing but positive. And I love being excitable about this team. I dig it. I love being excitable about Sean Payton, about even Russell Wilson. I'll get to more on that in just a little bit. But the one thing that I can't stand and was, is when people are dishonest about the actual prospects of this team. I said it earlier on the fan war room. The Broncos can be a playoff team. I do not think that's hyperbolic whatsoever. I do not think that is spin. When things have gone wrong, there are guys on the fan that have told you the truth. There are guys who are elsewhere that don't tell you the truth. Why? Because it doesn't do them any good. It doesn't help business if you're negative about this team. And it's not even being negative. It's just being truthful. And the fact that the death of the truth has happened across all of the media because you don't want to make the, the team mad. You don't want to get a phone call. Call me. You know what I'll say? Play better football. Now, I don't want to be personal. Again, as I told KJ and I told you, is this thing on? I have been coached on, hey, don't be so mean, right? I got a phone call one time um, from a program director. And the combine, it was like 2018, 2017, something like that. And I called Paxton Lynch a moron. Okay, and I'm just retelling the story. I'm not saying he's actually moronic. He's the greatest guy ever or whatever I have to say. So I was on the air with Schlereth and Evans, and Evans has got me in trouble anyway because that's what, that's why me and Joel Klatt, well, Joel hates me. I don't hate Joel, but Joel definitely hates me like uh, because Mike Evans gets me all riled up, and I was like, Connor Cook? What does Joel Klatt know about Connor Cook? Connor Cook sucks. Anyway, 
So Mike Evans is, I'm totally blaming this on Mike Evans. Mike Evans has already got me in trouble. So they were asking me something about packs. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Set things up for that moron. Like you got to move on. And it was probably 2018 because we'd had enough time to see, like, it wasn't going to work out upstairs for Paxton Lynch. I got the phone call. Hey, don't be personal. I understand that. I totally get that. There's no way, shape, or form that Sean Payton is being personal when it comes to Nathaniel Hackett. There's no way, shape, or form that Sean Payton is being too critical of Nathaniel Hackett. You know what Hackett should have done? Good. I hope you're better. I hope it works out with you and Aaron Rodgers. Not in week five against the Denver Broncos, but I hope that Nathaniel Hackett actually listens to that. You're not good, okay? You need to be better. And I think in football and in life, if all of us heard the truth a little more often, we'd probably all be better for it. You know the last thing that I need? The last thing I need is someone to patronize me. And I don't care if it's about my career. I don't care if it's about my comic books. I don't care if it's about anything, right? Don't patronize me. I think in life and certainly in the media, certainly with the the spin that is out there, I think you get too many people, you're the best. This is great. This is awesome. No, Nathaniel Hackett, you were terrible last year. You were god-awful last year. The Broncos were an absolute embarrassment, absolute garbage trash, not the players. But the results, the results were garbage. The results were trash. The results were a turd, whatever you want to say. That's the truth. That's not being negative. That's not being a hater. Robert Sala, who I love, love him. When he was like, oh, haters going to hate. You're not, you're, not, you're not popping if you don't have people hate. What? Did you see your record, Robert? You're not popping anyway, okay? And I know you don't want Zach Wilson, and I know you're glad you got Aaron Rodgers, but Hackett, you better perform. Because at the end of the day, a little more honesty from all of us, it's refreshing. It's not hate. It's just truth. And that's what Sean Payton said today about Nathaniel Hackett. So if you're all sensitive about it, I would say one thing. You might want to reconsider that stance. You might want to, and I'm saying this to my friends, even my friend like Brandon Soakley, who was super offended that Sean Payton did this, not because it was mean to hack it, but because it's, uh, you know, hypocritical, sends the wrong message to the players. No. Message received. This is Sean Payton's world. We're just living in it. Now go win, because if you don't win, something like this will bite you in the ass. But you go out there and win, you're going to tell everybody. You're going to point. This is Babe Ruth, right? You're going to point. That's where it's going. You see that? That's where this train's going. That's where this team is going. That's called the postseason. That's where we're going to be. Now, are you either with me or you're not with me? But that's where I'm going. And if you want to go there, you get with the program. You get with me. You get with this. As I said on the war room, and Raj didn't shut me down, B-P-E. B-P-E, Big Peyton Energy. Big Peyton Energy. That's what this is. Like it or don't, I don't care. It's a generative principle, right? It's natural law. It doesn't matter if you believe or not. It's just the way it is. Sean Payton is here to change stuff, and I wish I could say something other than stuff. And then, yeah, the stuff hit the fan a little bit, so don't be so sensitive about it. It's Denver Sports tonight. I'm Cecil Lammy. Talking about, yeah, Sean Payton calling out 
everybody, Nathaniel Hackett specifically, stop being so sensitive. But what about George Payton? How's he feel today after his head coach kind of let him know? I'll get into that coming up next. It's Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Hey, how's George Payton feeling today? Cecil Lammy, Denver Sports Tonight. You want to catch up on all this Sean Payton, Robert Sully, Nathaniel Hackett drama? Then you can check out denversports.com. I want you to go to there, denversports.com. Bookmark it. Go there every day. Top site, number one. For all your information about Denver sports with honest opinions, not the spin, and no damn paywalls, denversports.com. Sign up for that Denver Sports Daily, hot and fresh, right to your inbox every single day. It is the top Denver sports news right to you, and it is denversports.com. It's our Denver Sports Daily. Sign up for it for free at denversports.com. George Payton was essentially called out by uh, uh, Sean Payton. Too many Paytons, too many questions. And to that I say, good. I always felt like I was on an island when I would criticize George Payton for some of the god-awful, and I mean god-awful draft picks that he's made. And, you know, I would get pushback and people would send me notes and some of them weren't so nice. And again, it's not about me. I don't even care about that. Um, You know, if you're not popping, people aren't hating. What did... What did Robert Sala say? If you're not popping, they're not hating, or you're not hating, is pop something popping, hating? I don't know. All I know is I'm the only one in Denver media that would call out George Payton, and I would get crap for it. I don't even care. Why? Because George Payton needed to be better. He needed to be better in the draft. Do I need to bring up Isaiah Pacheco, who led the Chiefs in rushing as a seventh-round pick and was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl, the angriest runner in the league, you let go to the seventh round and didn't pick up because you needed Montreal, Washington? What? Need I bring up Tariq Woolen, who led the league, tied for the lead league in interceptions last year, a 6'4 corner that runs 4'2. I don't care if he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a 6'4 corner that runs a 4'240, and then you would have had a you would have had bookend corners. Imagine that if you had Pat Sertan or Tariq Woolley, who was a fifth-round pick, and the very pick behind Delarian Turner-Yell, who might not even make the team. How many times have we talked about safety, right? Even myself, I'm guilty of this. I'm totally guilty of this. I've talked about safety. Hey, Caden Stearns can make plays, and P.J. Locke. I like P.J. Locke a lot. And J.L. Skinner, the kid from Boise State, man, he's kind of a chess piece. You can move him around. He's a safety, but he's a box linebacker like he's over here. I have not even talked about Delarian Turner-Yell. The guy who was picked one pick in front of Tariq Woolen, that's a garbage pick, okay? Doesn't mean the player's garbage. I'm not getting personal. Please don't give me a phone call. That is a bad pick. And when I am the one to call out George Payton on this and I get hatred or whatever, like, no. No, George Payton, you done screwed up. I'm not even talking about the Randy Gregory deal. Guys, I don't even care about his weed thing. Like, oh, hey, he smokes weed. Yeah, whatever. Who was it in the NBA that just came out and they're like, it's the NBA, everybody smokes weed. Like, yeah, no kidding. Are we adults? Can we have these conversations or not? It was Kevin Durant? Okay. Yeah, Kevin Durant said that. So we are either adults that can have these sorts of conversations or we're little kids who are immature and be like, don't talk about weed. Like, no, this is the NBA. Of course, 95% of players smoke weed, whatever. Randy Gregory Uh, Some bong rips or whatever. I don't even care. 
The fact that I cared with Randy Gregory is he never plays a full season. You paid that guy like he plays all the time, and he doesn't. You paid him based on potential, not on production, and that was a mistake. Another mistake for George Payton might be another pass rusher, Nick Benito. How many times are we talking about the pass rush this year and this offseason? And we're talking about all these guys we rarely bring up. And it's too early to say Nick Benito's a bust or whatever, but it's not trending in the right direction. And in watching Nick Benito, I'll say he gets a little tunnel vision for the quarterback. He can get after the passer for sure. But then he ignores the fact that you run the ball. (laughs) He ignores the fact that he's got to have more than one move. Like he has multiple moves. just don't know how to stack them yet. So I'm going to, I'm willing to give him another year before I start tossing around the B word when it comes to Nick Benito. But yeah, George Payton, the Russell Wilson deal. And others will say differently. This is where the spin comes in because the team likes to control the narrative. I always tell these truths and I don't say them to be mean to my friends in, you know, Broncos PR or whatever, but I tell these truths so that you know the truth. There are people that will repeat word for word what Broncos PR wants them to say because it's good for them. And again, these are good people that want to just control the message. Like, hey, here's the real thing. How about we are just honest? Again, back to the Sean Payton. Sean Payton's honest. You like that? I sound like Jack Black. You like that? Tenacious D, everybody. Look it up. Anyway, like... I would rather just be honest about George Payton. George Payton has not been good as the general manager. And don't give me Pat Sertan. Pat Sertan was a can't-miss pick. Hey, that guy in the top ten that was a can't-miss pick, they took that guy. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Now, you could throw into Micah Parsons thing, whatever. I know D-Max somewhere shaking his fist about Justin Fields, but, like, yeah, whatever is whatever. Pat Sertan was awesome without George Payton picking him, okay? To say that George Payton unearthed some sort of gem with Pat Sertan is ignoring, again, the truth. The truth is Pat Sertan was going to be an all-pro no matter where he went because the kid is awesome. The kid is a great young man. He's great in the community. He's great on the field. He's prototypical. He's how you draw up a cornerback, how you want him to be. That's Pat Sertan. So I'm not going to give George Payton any credit for discovering Pat Sertan. I like him moving up, getting Javante. There's been some other moves here and there that have been solid for George Payton, but there's been a lot of moves that have just flat out been bad. And the Russell Wilson thing, and this is where I get back to the spin. I always get so off track. And I haven't gone professional wrestler yet. Have you noticed that? It's 38 minutes in. I'll save it for the last segment. But anyway, here's where the spin comes in. Oh, well, Russell Wilson was putting pressure on them to get the deal done. No, he wasn't. And not because I talked to Mark Rogers, because I don't talk to Mark Rogers. There was absolutely zero pressure to do a Russell Wilson deal. He had two years left on his deal. Why? 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 Why did you feel the need to do a deal? New ownership, the big check, publisher's clearinghouse. Like, yeah, whatever. But did you have to? No. Was Russ a little happier that you did? Yes. But did you have to? Was there any pressure from Russell Wilson's camp? No. The spin will tell you differently. Oh, they were us. I mean, they're putting pressure on him, and it was kind of understood that he would get all these people in the building. No, no, no. Sean Payton was right. It's the parents' fault. Russell Wilson got away with what Russell Wilson was allowed 
to get away with. If Russell Wilson had showed up and someone, likely George Payton, because Nathaniel Hackett did not have that backbone, if George Payton had said, hey, you know what, um, let's not do everybody in the building, let's not give them access, um, they're your guys, so off the, off the facility, like you can totally, these guys are great, love Jake Heaps, love whatever, these guys are great, just not here. If someone had said that, you know what Russell Wilson would have said? Do you have any idea what Russell Wilson, you know what Russell Wilson said? He said, okay. Russell Wilson would have said, okay, coach, okay, George. Whatever, yeah, George, yeah, okay. You know, I kind of want him here, George, but if you think this is best for the team, that's what I'm going to do. There are so many misconceptions about Russell Wilson, and I'm saving my Russ stuff for the last segment, but, like, there's so many misconceptions about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson would not have fought that at all had you had someone with enough authority, dare I say spine, with enough authority to say, Russ, we're not doing that. And Russell Wilson would have said, okay, that makes sense. Thank you for telling me. Hey, Jake Heaps, you got to, you know, you be over there in Aurora or wherever you're at, Lakewood, up to no good, like whatever. But having those people within the building that would then tell the Broncos when it was time for us to be done. No, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> that is not the way that you run an NFL franchise. I don't care if it's, didn't uh, Tommy Brady have that guy, the uh, guru, whatever, and uh, Belichick got all mad at him because of his uh, cult or whatever, like allegedly or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've kind of seen a little bit of this before, but it's only what is allowed to happen. What was allowed to happen by the parents in the organization, basically George Payton, was that Russell Wilson's people had free reign. No, that doesn't happen in the NFL. It does not happen. It will not happen. I don't care if you're Russell Wilson. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. I don't care who you are. You're not going to have that. That's not how we do things. And Russell Wilson would not have fought it whatsoever. I know the spin may tell you differently because they want to make sure they emphasize what PR is telling them to emphasize. And make no mistake about it, just like agents, and I've told you guys this stories before, I've had agents that come up to me and thank me for liking their player, and I go, well, he's good. I've had agents... Unfortunately, an agent that I really like, but I have agents that don't like me because I think their player, Zach Dysert, sucks. And then I have agents that don't like me. Same thing with PR. PR will tell you, hey, how about you say this? Or they might put a little bug in your ear. They might even tell a little white lie. You got to get to the bottom. You got to get to the truth. And Sean Payton, like it or not, you can bring up Bounty Gate. I th- which I thought he had already paid his dues for, right? Yet that keeps being, well, there's a guy at the Bounty Gate. Do you know how many players had stuff on their heads back in the day? Do you know how prevalent that was? The Saints just got popped. But don't you dare believe that there are other guys out there, and I know the names. Don't you even believe that there were no other guys like Greg Aga Williams that we're calling on those type of things. Do not think for a second that bounties didn't happen with every team in the league. The Saints were just dumb enough to get caught. So why are you bringing up old stuff? God, I wish I could cuss. <laughs> why you got to bring up old stuff? Anyway, it's Denver Sports tonight. I'm Cecil Lamian. Why Russell Wilson 
needs to uh, dab up, give a fist bump, give a high, crisp high five to head coach Sean Payton. I'll tell you why next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy from DenverSports.com. I want you to go to DenverSports.com. I want you to check out Orange Blue today, every day, 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, etc. It is Orange Blue today. It is me and Andrew Mason. Andrew Mason and myself, if I should say it correctly, uh, breaking down the Denver Broncos and our shows for our training camp specials are going to be an hour. So 3.30 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. And on the days of training camp, we're still over the weekend. We're still doing shows as well. So make sure to check that out. That is Orange and Blue today, and it is denversports.com. Russell Wilson got some protection today from Sean Payton. Now, Seattle fans, y'all got to, I don't know, drink less caffeine? I, I have no idea. Seattle fans are a little, well, they're annoying. Okay, I'm not going to pull any punches or beat around the bush. Like, Seattle fans are just annoying. There's some members of the Seattle media that are annoying because the, the hatred for Russell Wilson, to me, doesn't make sense. Now, I'm the guy that knew three, four years ago, whatever it was, like, hey, they're probably going to get rid of Russ because his stuff, I don't want to say act because I don't think it's an act, was wearing thin with the Richard Shermans, the Marshawn Lynches, et cetera. They were, it was wearing thin on his teammates. And, uh, you know, it was time for a change. Russell Wilson is a good man. Russell Wilson is a good quarterback, and he can be good again. Last year was an abomination, largely because Nathaniel Hackett had no plan, had no vision, and just, uh, can only work with Aaron Rodgers, which is a problem when you don't have Aaron Rodgers. We saw it in the last two games. Jerry Rosberg, Russell Wilson had three touchdowns a game. So you're going to sit here and tell me Russell Wilson can't play? I'm going to tell you uh, balderdash. <laughs> like, uh, I come up with all these old words. Old poppycock. Like, no, that's a bunch of BS. Like, yeah, Russell Wilson can still play. Now, is he going to be the best quarterback in the league? No. Is he going to be a bottom third quarterback in the league? No. Is he going to be about halfway? Sure. You want to say Russell Wilson's a top 15 quarterback? Okay. That's about where he should be. You want to say Russell Wilson's top 12? I'd say, eh, we're getting a little. And you want to say Russell Wilson's top 10? I'd say no. But if you say top 15, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's in that area. He's in that, you know, area code, whatever you want to say. But he got some protection today from his head coach. Because when Sean Payton says that stuff, lots of stuff, to Jarrett Bell from USA Today, thanks for sending the internet on fire, Jarrett. Um... It's because Sean Payton is telling you the truth. Again, back to the truth. And it's also giving the protection that Russell Wilson, he's going to design something that Russ can work with. It's going to be short passing. It's going to be running the ball. It's going to take deep shots when they're designed. This isn't the hack it. Go do something, Russ. Hey, Russ, make a play. Call whatever you want, Russ. Hey, how's Sierra, Russ? Again, Nathaniel Hackett, absolute embarrassment and abomination for the Denver Broncos. And if you can't handle that truth, then I don't know why you even watch football. So now Russell Wilson gets guidance. He gets learned doctors. He gets this sort of education because Sean Payton, above all else, you know what Sean Payton is? He's a great teacher. 
and players, no matter who you are, no matter how, how high up the food chain you are in the National Football League, players want to be coached. And not only that, players want to be taught. And players want to know the why. You can't just tell them something. You have to tell them why. Well, Sean Payton can tell you the why, who, who, what, when, where, and why. Sean Payton will tell you everything, and you'd better do it his way. Because as we learned today, there's different rules for different people. Sean Payton, he can say what he needs to say. Players, be quiet and get to work. That's just the way it is. If you don't like it, tough. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it, man. And Russell Wilson, is Russell Wilson going to fight Sean Payton at all? No. I wrote about it at denversports.com. He needs to do three things. The first one in training camp is listen. Listen, Linda, listen. He needs to listen to Sean Payton, and he will. So all these misconceptions, all these annoying Seattle fans having the schadenfreude that Russell Wilson has struggled and he looks like crap or whatever, stop it. Enough. What's the old Michael Jordan mean? Like, stop it. Get some help. That's what you need to do, Seattle. Stop it. Get some help. Russell Wilson's going to be better this year. And his coach just ensured that it's on him. Everyone, no, 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 don't, no, no, it's not Russ, me, me, me. It's going to be on me to get the best out of Russ. And I believe that Sean Payton will find a way. And how does that way lead to eight wins, nine wins, ten wins, more? That's yet to be determined. It's a wrap for tonight's program. Be back on tomorrow night after training camp. See you in the morning, everybody. He's KJ, my man of the box. I'm Cecil Lammy saying... Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Look out. Stay frosty. Race for the morning. You can hide in the sun till you see the light.